0: Gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it's episode 184 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I am one of your hosts. My name is Eric. Go for the gold wall, quest. Joining me this week, the Olympian of the Year. None other than my co-host and the other guy who talks on the show. His name is... Jesse, I thought we were still doing the sound check, Wilson.
1: You <laughs> snuck that one in on me.
0: I did. I like it. Keeps me on my toes. Yeah, you have no way of knowing. <laughs> um. Anyway, Jesse, how's yeah, the week? Yeah,
1: you just we're going for it. I was like, I yeah. think this might be the real show. It is okay. a real show.
0: You know, we don't I- always have to have like an hour of banter before, and it really cuts down on recording time. Yeah, I like <laughs> we it. We just it's get speedy. to. It. Yeah, plus we save all our meaty morsels from our pre-show and, and put them Ooh, in, in the real show. let's really not call them meaty morsels. I think that uh, we can all agree that all we have are meaty morsels on this <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> meaty morsels,
0: <laughs> pop culture, nerd culture, and more meaty Has there
1: morsels. ever been a woman on this podcast?
0: Oh, Abby yeah. Heppy. Okay. Abby Heppy, my wife, your wife. Okay. My wife's friend. That's my wife on the podcast? Drunken Married Pilot episode.
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay. Um and she also used to sit and listen to us record. Right. That's how I knew she was a keeper because she would just sit there quietly. Not I'm not that that came out wrong. She was she could just spend time in the nerd dome. She could spend time in the nerd dome without being repulsed. Which is Well, tough. we're
1: safely out of the misogynist zone. Yeah,
0: I think. It's it's a it's a tough task to uh to be in the nerd zone for that long and she weathered yeah. that storm heartily. That's true. So, uh, anyway, Jesse, how was your week?
1: Good. Uh, went and checked out an apartment today mm-hmm. to maybe move into. Cool. That's exciting. PT apartment hunting. Uh-huh. Uh. It's, so that, that's like my number one thing is I want it to be big.
0: It's a big apartment.
1: It's big. It's three bedrooms.
0: Jeepers creepers. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to get anything like that in Seattle for anything less than an arm and a leg. <laughs> I am willing to negotiate my firstborn. <laughs> yeah, I've seen her. She's not that great. Yeah, oh. I can take her to leave it. Uh, I'm betting. I'm betting a thousand with your family members right now. Uh, <laughs> I had a pretty good weekend. Uh, it's Lydia's birthday, so we uh, birthday gave her a fantastic lady day, which mm. included a manicure. Mm-hmm. It included well, it's got
1: man right in the name, so I don't know if it counts.
0: It's true. It included the manicure. It also included going and seeing the Hobbit, Desolation of Smaug.
1: (laughs) Smaug. Uh,
0: so that was cool because he really wanted to do that. And then, uh, had a delicious dinner, including, um, uh, anchovies. And we went to like a Basque restaurant. So they had like, uh, you know, anchovies. They had a, they had a foie gras. It was delicious.
1: I've never had foie gras.
0: Oh, it's so good! It's illegal yeah. in California, which makes it even better because then it's like a forbidden fruit, right? It's Goose liver, right? It is goose liver. This was seared, though. On it was like grilled mm-hmm. foie gras. It was really good. Uh, but on the menu they had cuttlefish, Uh-oh. and I am like a adventurous eater. I want to eat every animal on earth, but I could not bring myself to order the cuttlefish because I love it too much. Mm, yeah, I think I draw the goose. Was, yeah, screw the goose. I, I mean. Uh,
1: I, I was. Screw a goose, save a cuttlefish. That's my bumper sticker.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's also my favorite Big and Rich song. Um, but, you know, I think all of us at one point in our lives were attacked by a goose. Uh, I've, I, no, not me. Really?
1: I've known a lot of people have been attacked by waterfowl, but I've, yeah. it's never happened to me.
0: You actually do a podcast with one. Yeah. Cause I was a child. The goose came up to my eye and I was holding some bread. I remember it vividly. It was a big white goose, and it knocked me on my ass, and I was like three years old. <laughs> so ever since then, I'm like, I'm going to eat your liver, you damn goose. <laughs> I'm just going to eat your fucking liver. <laughs> yeah. Uh.
1: I will be the uh, Zeus's Falcon to your um, Prometheus. Exactly. For eternity. Yeah, I think we can
0: all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, uh, Jesse, what are you drinking this week?
1: I'm drinking my homebrew, man. My uh, beer to guard. It's mm-hmm. tasting fine.
0: It's always good, T- man. Tasting fine. Your, be- your home brews are delish.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, like, since I am a, a professional brewer, I really only homebrew if it's going to be good. so like I put a lot of energy into my home brews because it's yeah. like, what's the point otherwise? I right. brew every day and I get as much free beer as I can possibly drink, mm-hmm. so I might as well try and knock it out of the park when I'm home brewing.
0: There you go. Well, you do. I, I, I will always drink a Jesse Wilson home brew. Um, although I'm not doing it right now, right now I'm drinking the Alaska Freeride APA. Free Ride I APA. like that beer. Love it. It's, it's in my top five drinkers right now. It's like up there with Red Chair and Alchemy Ale from Widmer Brothers. This is like right in that sweet spot.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's, um, it might be that you have a certain style that you like.
0: I think I might. <laughs> I think that might be part of it. Although if you drink them next to each other, there are pretty vast differences between. Yeah, the especially three. the alchemy.
1: Alchemy is there... a pretty big beer.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, I get kind of that same happy feeling from all all of them. So <laughs> that would be the booze. Oh, <laughs> I guess it's. I guess that is the universal ingredient. Yeah. Uh yeah. uh also we have dedications, Jess. you have anybody to dedicate this episode to? Hmm.
1: I I actually hadn't thought about it. I can I throw one out to you? Because I have been sure. following your footsteps. Okay. I watched the Lego movie. Yeah. And I've been playing Hearthstone. Yeah. So i I've basically been doing all the things that you recommended last week right. and been really enjoying it.
0: Eric's Double Recco weekend. Yeah. Well, uh, so you liked both of those.
1: Yeah, I felt like the Lego movie was maybe like 20 minutes too long, but besides that, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, well, I went and saw The Hobbit. <laughs> How long is it? I It's it's like pushing three. I don't know what the exact What is this moment. new trend of really long movies? Well, The Hobbit, I mean, Lord of the Rings kind of established that, but they were taking a book, like a 900-page book, and then putting turning that into a three-hour movie, this is taking a 200-page book and yeah. turning it to three three-hour movies. Yeah, that's nuts. And, you know, it's it was like every Tolkien movie. I'm not, like, the biggest fan of the Tolkien movies. Uh, but it, was, it followed the formula. It's very fun. It's got that adventure that you find in a Lord of the Rings campaign. Uh, and then at the same time, it's just a little too long. It's about a half hour too long.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. That's apparently... The the theme this week, and hopefully the podcast won't follow suit. Bristol <laughs> Argus podcast would be great, but it's about half an hour that's or too long. Each week. Too.
0: That's, that's actually the new slogan. Not <laughs> a half hour too long. Uh,
1: Spend all right, minutes in the middle, and you'll be good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, speaking of that, actually, we don't we're we're lean on listener feedback this week. We did get a ton of uh, Facebook Roundup topics, but of course, we saved those for the end of the show. So I guess we could jump right into this, man.
1: Yeah, I got my galoshes on ready to hit that puddle.
0: Let's do it. All right. We're each going to roll a 20 sided dice. Who gets to speak first on the podcast this week? Uh, and. I rolled a six. Okay. I rolled a nine. Well, streaky. Streaky, streaky. Streaker, streaky. I won. Okay. Uh, that means that we're going to do what are we going to do? We're going to do video games. Here we go. Jim. So while uh, Lydia was at the Manny Petty Studio, um Manny Petty—he is the second baseman for the Mariners. Uh, <laughs> while she was at the studio, I was sitting there and I had about a half hour to peruse their reading material. The Manny Petty Studio is actually a very good place for a dude to wait because they've spread out. Of course, they have the OK magazine, which you need to read if you're getting a pedicure. Uh, but they also have just like Time Magazine. They had plenty of like general reading magazines. So I picked mm-hmm. up the latest issue of Time Magazine, which is so thin now. It's like twelve pages. I I literally that's think it, like a comic book has more pages <laughs> than Time Magazine does. Wow, now. that's
1: weird. Can we talk about this real quick? Sure. Like um, the magazine selection at places. Mm-hmm. Like when you when you go to like when I got my muffler replaced. Mm. All they had were, like, car-related stuff. Right, they like, like
0: car and driver.
1: I'm not here because I love cars. (laughs) And, in fact, if I, you know, if I was here and I did love cars, there's plenty of stuff for me to enjoy, like, cars. (laughs) All the reading material doesn't have to be all car-related.
0: I know, and then, like, they have one TV and it's showing, like, the auto channel. Oh, there was no TV. okay.
1: It was, it was, um, I actually... Turned it over to like the Jehovah's Witness propaganda that mm-hmm. was in there. Oh,
0: reading about the Watchtower and stuff because uh-huh. I
1: I don't care about cars. Throw something in there for the non-car
0: lover. Well, they have the Jehovah's Witness. I mean, there's there's two people in this world. There's car lovers <laughs> and there's Jehovah's Witnesses. That's true. I think we could all agree. <laughs> Uh, no, but anyway, no uh, So you are reading the uh, Time Magazine. I'm reading Time Magazine, and they actually had the most recent issue of Time Magazine. Like, it came out this week. And so I was like, this is really relevant to Timely. It's almost news, so let's read Timely. it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was perusing through, and they had an article in there. I think we can, I think we all know, uh, at this point that Nintendo has fallen on hard times. The Wii U is, uh, very close to becoming a failed console. Is um, it? Yeah. It
1: was underperforming, but I didn't know it was like Somalia
0: bad. It's pretty bad. They had uh it's it's Mogadishu bad. They had um they had a recent poll at the at the GDC at the Game Developers Co- Developers Conference and it said that 1% of the game developers polled said that they were making their next game for Wii U. Oh my god. Yeah. So wow. they got a 1 year head start on Xbox uh 1 and PS4 and they really couldn't uh, ca- ex- uh, capitalize on it. I mean, they. I think that they thought they'd roll out the Wii U and you'd get all the people who owned a Wii to buy the Wii U. The Wii was a crazy console. I don't know if we'll ever see anything like the Wii again. Like, my parents bought a Wii. There were grandparents. Right. There were nursing homes. Like, everybody bought a Wii. It I, was a cultural phenomenon, for sure. Yeah. And uh, and I just don't think that that's going to be happening. with.
1: Well, uh, I didn't even know... I thought the Wii U to the Wii was like the Xbox Slim to the Xbox 360. I didn't realize it was supposed to be its own next-generation console. I thought it was like an upgrade or something.
0: Yeah, they had terrible marketing for it.
1: I had had no idea. And when I don't know... That this is an actual new console, <laughs> yeah. not just a new iteration of your last console. Like, right. I should be one of the people that understands this. Yeah. Maybe it shows my aging or something. I don't
0: know. I don't know. I mean, they had a very soft launch culturally for the Wii U. And I think a lot of people thought that it was just like a black Wii because it was like, it was it looked like a Wii except it was black and had rounded edges. And then you have, like, the tablet control tablet controller thing but
1: yeah I seriously thought like oh I could just buy one of those and play on my Wii. I could like dig out my old Wii and well I'm pretty buy sure you can use tablets
0: and I have a Wii U. I'm pretty sure you could use the Wii controllers on the Wii U. That's fine. I'm probably not going to. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I think Nintendo's in a little bit of a rut now. They've they've reported three straight years of operating losses at this point. Um and It, it's looking bad. I mean, it's looking, you know, Sega went through a similar thing. They released a Dreamcast and then they died. Right. You know, um, so the, the question here is, is how do you get, how do you pull Nintendo out of this muck that they, that they've gotten themselves into? And, uh, they, Time Magazine, they had like five different things. Some of them I agreed with, some of them I didn't. Uh, some of them were saying that like, um, You know, they need to move away from the DS, and they need to offer their games on iPad. Oh, absolutely not! And I was like, "That's not the Nintendo model, man."
1: No, no, that, that, yeah, they'll make a a killing selling their sixty dollars titles for a dollar
0: each. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there were there were a few things that really, um, I think missed the mark and didn't really understand the the brand that Nintendo has. I mean
1: That's what I was gonna say about Nintendo is even if we use a failure, their handhelds are still pretty popular. I really want yeah. a two DS. Oh, I yeah. want one.
0: Yeah. Their handhelds are popular. They're selling apparently less than they anticipated them to, but they're basically what's keeping the company afloat right now. Right. The other thing that Nintendo has is they have strong IPs. They yeah, have- that's
1: the that's the other thing I was going to say. Maybe one percent of third parties are going to develop, but they still got Zelda and Mega Man, or uh Mario Metroid I mean yeah. and Mario mm-hmm. and Donkey Kong yeah they have a ton of their first party titles that right. they can release and people are going to be like you know what I I really want that
0: yeah i mean i and and so th- this is one of the ideas that they that they put forth in the article in Time magazine was that they use their license they start licensing their properties more they they uh They, they utilize these strong IPs to, to generate revenue. And there's always a risk in that because you can oversaturate. You can have, you know, your Mario soap bar of soap. And, uh, uh, I, anyway, you could, you could oversaturate the market. Um, uh, but one of the ideas that they put forth is why don't they build a theme park? This is something that Lego's done. Uh, this has obviously been a huge deal for Disney. I mean, it's, I think it's like 25% of Disney's uh, businesses is uh, resorts and tourism. Right. Um, so I think that we should go back to a very popular topic here on the Personal Arrogance Podcast. Mm-hmm. Eric and Jesse make a theme park. I love it. Let's save Nintendo tonight, Jesse, and let's design this this theme park that is, uh, that is definitely going to work. It's so easy to name, too. What is it? Super Mario World. <laughs> uh, you could, Yeah, I like it. I like Super Mario World. Although, are you pigeonholing yourself with that name?
1: No, because you can do all the other Nintendo stuff, too. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, Mario is their strongest mm-hmm. uh, asset, I guess, what you want to call it. People know Mario, and it, it'd just be funny because, hey, it's Super Mario World.
0: <laughs> It's-a me! <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, you could call it like Super Nintendo World.
1: Yeah, um, I don't like that as much. Or you could call it Wii U World. Yeah, that's that's what they would do. They'd call it yeah. Wii U DS, <laughs> a platforming platform. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's so many things because you know, uh, you know, if you want to divvy this up Disney style into different lands, there's like. That's one thing that Nintendo's done so well with its IPs is create places for their characters to live in, right? Yeah. So you have Donkey Kong Country. You (laughs) have Yoshi's Island.
1: Yeah. They're already
0: geographically named. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You have, you know, Super Mario Land. Uh, what's the area? Where's Zelda take place? Hyrule. Okay. So you got that. (laughs) Uh. Uh you know you have your sci-fi land where you could have Metroid and Star Fox. Oh yeah. Um I, I you know I think it'd be great. Uh like the I, you could you could pioneer new rides like platforming rides. I don't even know mm-hmm. how you would do that. It'd be um, like
1: Takeshi's castle or, or most extreme oh, elimination it. challenge. yeah, I
0: love it. And it, yeah. radical. It's just a platforming challenge but everything's padded and you like fall. Yeah,
1: exactly. You can't get hurt. Right. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, like, the yeah. guy comes out dressed as Bowser and pushes you into some GAC. Nintendo <laughs> owns GAC, right?
0: Yeah, right. I think that the license uh, went away from from uh, Nickelodeon and they snatched it up.
1: Yeah, Nintendo Nintendolodeon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you get Mario Kart Racers. Oh, that would be so fun. Like, this thing writes itself, guys. It's true. There's no reason why we shouldn't have Super Mario World. Where would it be? I
1: think Is he, it America or is it in Japan?
0: Well, uh, I, I I think you have to open two. I think you open yeah. one in like Southern California and one in Japan. Although Orlando seems to be the place where all the big parks are being opened now because I think real Harry estate is a little, uh, real estate's a little squashed, a little scrunched <laughs> in uh, in Southern California. Right. Although you know, like Legoland got around that by building their theme park in Northern San Diego County. Just gotta find the land, man. Gotta right. find the land with the plan. Oh man, so many things like, like you know, Donkey Kong's jungle treehouse.
1: Mm-hmm. Big treehouse <sighs> thing. Lots of bananas. Buy a frozen banana while you're there. It's almost That's seven bucks. That's an easy seven bucks. <laughs> That's an easy seven bucks. Nintendo. You can't yeah. leave. Donkey Kong Country without spending seven dollars on a
0: frozen banana. How could you like this? this, Literally, it's almost like Nintendo has spent the last twenty-five to thirty years just trying to make a theme park. (laughs) Like you could even have the water park attachment and make it Super Mario Sunshine Land. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. (laughs) And you get like the water jetpack and you like squirt people. It's it's it writes itself, guys. Yeah, man. Oh man.
1: And they're, like, all the Mario Party games, it could be, like, oh. the real versions of that.
0: Yeah. And, like, and you could you can win prizes and stuff. And so many things, like, you know, like, at PAX, like, console free play is such a fun thing to do.
1: Yeah, then you just go play some Nintendo.
0: Imagine, yeah, you could, and they could have, like, oh, they could have, like, the Duck Hunt game. Oh. <laughs> or like, kill real ducks? Or? No, not real ducks. Geese. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you I think we the can all agree geese, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no like at Disneyland they have this uh the new ride the Buzz Lightyear ride where you like get in and you shoot. It's like a game ride so you like go through but you have a little gun and you shoot and you rack up points. Mhm. And you could have that but it could be for duck hunt and you could be riding in one of the dogs. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean this thing rides itself. It really does. <laughs> like this is a no-brainer Nintendo.
1: And like yeah, I was almost s- like, why hasn't this happened?
0: Yes. I mean, like you said, they've been building up to this thing for every game that they made. <laughs> but here's
1: the thing. Nintendo was pretty good at uh deucing the bed with mm. some layups. Like Super Mario Super Show is uh-huh. streaming on Netflix, which was the eighties oh. uh, Mario like variety show that they put on slash cartoon, and it is
0: Bad, <laughs> And let's not forget the Super Mario Brothers movie. Which... Yeah,
1: the movie and the Zelda TV show. It seems like when they get out of their comfort zone, I don't know if it's like the committees are bad or like maybe they don't have a committee. They just give it to one person with a vision and that vision is bad. But somehow they keep screwing it up when they get out of the gaming world. Give it to me. I'll do it. <laughs> well, you're... All right. I'll do it, man. Nintendo, you
0: listening? Super Mario Land, I am volunteering to become vice president of Nintendo Tourism.
1: But you know they'll move the Mariners down there.
0: Uh, Then I'll have to be involved. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they could do. They could move... (laughs) this This is sacrilegious me saying this. They could just move the Mariners somewhere else and build it at Safeco Field. (laughs) <laughs> I think Safeco might be a little small. They could rename the Mariners the Marios. <laughs> yeah, they already called
1: them Marineros. Yeah, the Seattle it's, Marios. Yeah, practically the Mar- Marios at this point. Right.
0: Oh, man. There's
1: so many they opportunities. could be some sweet costumes there, like white mm-hmm. pants. The jersey is like a... Uh, is like an overall top, you know. It looks like an overall top with like red sleeves. Yeah, so they're like
0: the fire. Costume. Yeah, they're
1: like the fire Mario. Yeah.
0: For the and yeah, then on the road, they're the regular Mario, Mario with the blue blue pants <laughs> and the red tops, <laughs> red hats. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And then their alternate could be the Luigi's. <laughs> <laughs> that might get me watching uh baseball. Yeah, there you go. And then uh, you know, at the at the middle of like, you know, in Milwaukee they have the the Wiener run and in Washington, DC, they have the President's run. Like you could just have like Super Smash Brothers during the seventh inning stretch. <laughs> <laughs> bring out yeah. four random characters. Yeah. Oh. Uh Falcon. Falcon Punch. Ah, oh, I love Falcon it. Punch. Oh my god, you could yeah. sell Falcon Punch out of like the a soda machine? <laughs> That's such a good idea. <laughs> Yo, chocolate Yoshi eggs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're itself. like Kinder
1: Surprises.
0: Oh, man. They come with
1: like Nintendo toy inside. Yes. Th- this
0: thing, why are they doing this? I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't do this. Like, it's so easy. Nothing. That I would make the pilgrimage. Like, there's three things that have, that have not happened yet that I would totally make the pilgrimage to go to. Lord of the Rings Land, uh, Star Wars Land, and now Mario Land. Right. I will go. Just build it. If you build it, I will come. I promise.
1: (laughs) Are you willing to spend $20 million? Um, are
0: you talking to me or Nintendo?
1: No, you. Mm, For the privilege of going.
0: I don't know about that. But, uh. They should
1: start it. Try and raise like a
0: a Bilzo or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, try to raise a a billion dollars. I, dude, they've made, there have been things that have made quarter million or quarter of a billion dollars.
1: Man, Kickstarter...
0: That's not true. That is completely untrue, by the way.
1: Those guys That's gotta be so loaded, the Kickstarter guys.
0: You do realize that it's Am- it's run by Amazon. Is it? Yeah.
1: Jeez! <laughs> Amazon is like some sort of super... Uh, like uh, like yeah. a sci-fi corporation
0: from a dystopian future. Yeah, they literally just sell everything, and they are very close to owning everything. Mm-hmm. I'm okay
1: with it. They seem like
0: all right dudes. Yeah, the slogan "Get Lost in the Amazon." <laughs> all right. Well, I think, like I said, this thing writes itself. If you guys have any ideas for this Super Mario Land, uh, Super Mario World uh, theme park, please send them our way. PersonalArrogance at gmail dot com. Jesse, what's your first topic?
1: Well, um, we're, we're going to stick into video games here. All right. I'm not going to play a theme song. Okay, I thought I, w- I actually thought you were going to talk about this. Okay, you brought up video games, so I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Have you heard about the Twitch Plays Pokemon?
0: I heard about it a little bit just because Reddit could not stop gabbing.
1: It's one of the craziest things.
0: Okay, ever. Well, why?
1: Well, so last time I checked, uh, it, so baby, basically, it's uh, I accidentally said baby. So mm. baby is Twitch TV. <laughs> is a uh, is a website for, like, streaming stuff.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and it's got, like, a chat room.
0: Uh-huh. So,
1: somehow, they, they hooked up a game of Pokemon to Twitch TV, and it, res- like, it's controlled by people in the chat room type, uh, typing commands, like, up, down, left, right, A, B. Oh, man. Whatever. So, uh, whenever someone types up, it moves up. And whenever someone types down, it moves down, and so on. <laughs> and there's Last time I took there were ninety thousand people playing it at the same time. So it's it's like when you look at the chat log, it just streams like in the matrix, you know, when Neo could uh-huh. see like the code of the matrix and it's just like this <laughs> constant flow of information. It looks like that, and then this guy and poke the one guy that they're controlling is moving based off of that. And wow. it is some sort of like kind of like a social experiment to see if it's even possible to get through the game, and people need to, you know, cooperate, and at the same time there's, you know, trolls trying just hitting the start, you know, saying start to try and pause it and screw everything up.
0: Oh my god. It's
1: it's really wild, and when you watch it, the guy, like, he kind of walks around the screen, and you can tell he's trying to get somewhere, but then he'll go (laughs) off on a little jag and get back and move up, and it only works because, like, the majority of people are actually trying to make this work and right. they're fighting against the thousands of trolls who are trying to stop it <laughs> and so this this game has been played for 6 days straight now okay we just we just ticked over into the 7th day and uh apparently they're making progress i don't know enough about pokemon to really be able to tell but i got they're getting
0: along i'm pretty sure you i'm pretty sure you got to catch them all
1: they're trying to catch them all
0: Oh yeah, by the uh, way, Pokemon is owned by Nintendo, Pokemon. Yeah, League.
1: exactly. So you can just have Pokemon Snap
0: yeah. world. A po- oh, Pokemon Snap Ride. This is <laughs> this is so great. Yeah, that would be awesome. Mm, this is working. This is a working concept. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, um it turns out certain parts of the
1: game need a little bit more precision than is offered based off of thousands of people trying <laughs> to do things at the same time. Yeah. So they worked in this new element yesterday where you can also type into the game into the chat log anarchy or democracy. Oh. And there's a there's a bar at the top of the screen that uh is collecting votes and moving back and forth between anarchy and democracy. So basically like it I've only seen it in anarchy, so when it's in anarchy mode it needs the bar needs to get to 75% for democracy before it switches over to democracy. Oh, and when wow. it goes into democracy, it changes into a play mode where like every couple of seconds it counts and tabulates all the uh, all the input that it's received and then it it issues the command that got the most votes. Uh-huh. So that works for like more precision based stuff but it's slow and then people to like move around the map is faster when they get into anarchy mode. So people are also constantly not only moving the guy around, but voting anarchy versus democracy.
0: <laughs> and I read on uh, Polygon that apparently this thing, and this was—I I think this was on Monday—I read this that it got up to 65 million views. Oh man,
1: I believe it. Yeah, wow. there's There's a lot of people watching. I just—I just sat and watched for a while. It's hard to watch for too long because it's like nothing's actually happening. Right. I actually still haven't seen a real Pokemon fight. I've just watched the guy like (laughs) moving around town and stuff.
0: Well, yeah, because you got to get to the tall grass before (laughs) you can, uh, before you get a random Pokemon attack or or else you got to get in a battle. That's the name of the food court in, uh, Pokemon
1: world. Yep. But it's pretty interesting. It's like a social (laughs) experiment to see, um, like, I mean, there's, there's nowhere else in the world where people are, Bigger pricks and assholes than on the internet. Right. So if you get ninety thousand
0: people. Except for the world. The world uh, also. I
1: don't know. <laughs> I feel like people are nicer in the meat space. Okay. Unless yeah. you're in Ukraine right now. Yeah,
0: unless you unless you're in the middle of a war zone.
1: <laughs> but well, carry yeah. on, carry on. This, this does feel a little bit like a war zone. <laughs> okay. But the allies are winning. Yeah. Uh, I guess like Yesterday or the day before, they spent 25 hours in a single dungeon and, like, failed it. And, uh, so afterwards, there was, they were expected to, like, have a democracy vote, but right. people still selected anarchy because I think people are latching on to the idea that this is an experiment and they don't want the democracy <laughs> rules because it kind of, um, negates how they feel the experiment should go.
0: Well, you got to also imagine that there are some savvy people out there who've just made anarchy bots that'll just sit there and say anarchy, 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 anarchy over and over.
1: Right. I mean, you could do the same thing with democracy,
0: though. Yeah, but who would do that for a democracy? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) This does sound really interesting. It sounds like, it does sound, I think you hit it on the head that it sounds more like a social experiment than a gaming experience.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like... Like, you can't sit down and play this game. You will have such a (laughs) minuscule impact on it that it's almost... You're not playing a game. You're just participating in an experiment.
0: God, I want to watch this now.
1: Yeah, Twitch.tv.
0: Uh-huh. I I thought Uh, that it was over. I just, like, Google Twitch plays Pokemon. I I thought that it was over. I didn't realize it's still going on. How long is this thing going to go on for?
1: I I guess until people either give up or they beat the game. (laughs)
0: This is the funny thing cuz I saw something I read it today. It's like the next game that Twitch should do and it was quappy. The Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't work at <laughs> That all. wouldn't work at all. It basically would be quap just uh Yeah. Flop. There's also the there's ground. like a
1: 30 second lag time.
0: Oh really? Bet-
1: yeah, between the commands and what actually happens because it's like going back to their server and then being broadcast on Twitch or whatever. So like I I guess a strategy there's like the strategy of hitting start as soon as something happens and trying to pause it or I don't know. So it it's it's definitely janky, but <laughs> they're moving forward. I hope that they beat the game.
0: So do you have uh, any ideas of some other games that, that you could try this with because I mean obviously Pokémon's a good one because you spend a lot of time just walking around and then the battles are all turn-based. But, so something like Halo or even Skyrim probably wouldn't really work in this scenario. No.
1: I think there's a game called Rampart that no Uh one
0: knows. Uh Uh-huh.
1: But, or or like Bomberman or something like that. I would Mm. like to see like two teams play each other and see if maybe there would be more cooperation if the players were on teams to try and beat the other. Now you're
0: talking, Jesse. Bomberman two-team Twitch. Yeah, with like 45,000
1: people per team.
0: Cause like you gotta think like thirty percent of everybody on each team is, are saboteurs.
1: I think thirty is high. Maybe like ten.
0: Okay, but there, you're gonna have a lot of saboteurs on your team.
1: Right. You and, just gotta you just gotta outweigh them, and then <laughs> and then it'd be interesting to see if anarchy teams win
0: because they're right.
1: faster but right. less predictable, or if democracy teams win being slower
0: but uh more controlled. I think you're on to something here, J Dog. That could be fun. I like where your head's at. I was going to say Duck Hunt. <laughs> no no one would hit anything. Yeah, probably not. Maybe Pokemon Snap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you're right there. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, let's move on to some trivia. What do you say? Yeah. All right, we're going to be doing Genus 1, of Trivia Pursuit. I'm going to be rolling a six-sided die to see which category we're doing this week. It is a five, which is one, two, three, four, five, Science and Nature. I like this Radical. category. All right. Uh, first question here, Jesse. This one's for you. And it goes a little something like this Who oversaw the design and assembly of the first atomic bomb? Oppenheimer. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm going to go with Einstein. J. Robert Oppenheimer. Uh, this question's for me. What is the term for any four sided figure? I believe that is a quadrilateral.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'll go with trapezoid.
0: Quadrilateral. All right, Jesse. We are one to one tied. Uh, Actually, uh, you know, a trapezoid is a quadrilateral. I understand that. But a quadrilateral is not necessarily a trapezoid. All right, Jesse, this question is for you. Who spoke the first recorded message? Mary had a little lamb. Oh, the first recorded message.
1: I don't know if I know this. I guess I'll just say Alexander Graham Thomas Edison.
0: Ah, damn it. Uh, yeah, I'll go with uh, RCA, dude. No, it's Thomas Edison. You got it. Very close. Very close, there, Jesse. All right, this question. I didn't for take
1: me. my finger off that answer. So.
0: <laughs> this question's for me. I needed to tie. What grows in a paddy field? I'm going to go with rice. Uh, Obviously peppermint. (laughs) It is rice. All right, Jesse. We're 100% this week. All right. Well, you know what that means. It means it's time for a geography tiebreaker. Please play along at home. Uh, Whoever is geographically closest to the answer will win. Jesse, you get to go first. The question is, what city is served by Templehof Airport? Tempelhof Airport. Um, I'll go with, uh, Zurich. I'm going to go with Berlin. Uh, the answer is West Berlin. Uh, I think that, I think you get that one. Yeah. I believe that is geographically closest to Berlin. (laughs) All right. Well, that was a good one, man. All right. You know, I've been doing trivia every week now down at the pub. Been doing Geeks Who Drink, and, uh, I feel like my trivia chops are getting sharper. Flexing those muscles. Cool. Cause like, I, you know, in high school, that was really the only sport that I cared about was Knowledge Ball. Not really a sport. It is a sport. It's a club. No, you couldn't let her in it, but <laughs> you could let her in literally honor society, but you couldn't let her in Knowledge bowl. Uh. But regardless, it was, it was a sport. It was the sport that I loved. And I have my, um, I have my shirt here. I'm very excited about it because part of Geeks Who Drink, they have a t-shirt competition. And, uh, I have my shirt here from the state tournament, my senior year of high school in 2004. And it has a date on it, March 27th, 2004. So for the Geeks Who Drink, I want to take it there on March 27th. I don't know if that's the day that I actually go, but at least that week and be like, this This shirt is now a decade old from the Washington State Knowledge Bowl tournament. That's
1: pretty radical.
0: It's super radical, but not as radical as my next topic, which is video games again. Here we oh go. Oh my God.
1: Finish him.
0: So just see, yeah, I kind of lied. Mm? It's not really about video games. Mm-hmm. It's about a game, though. Uh, it's about a game that uh, a listener wrote in, Mr. James Patterson. We call him Jim. He wrote in and uh, last week and gave us the Battle of the Wilsons.
1: Oh, I forgot about this.
0: We shan't forget about the Battle of the Wilsons here. Right. So, uh, you know, we talked about, uh, this all came about because we were talking about how much we love Russell Wilson because he is, uh, the greatest ever. And, <laughs> but he also happens to share a last name with one Jesse Wilson who is a, uh, host of this podcast. Indeed. So, uh, so anyway, James decided, well, why don't we just figure out who the best Wilson is? Right. Uh, and made us a Wilson bracket. And, uh, so we got to go through this a little bit here. There's a few of these that I don't know, but maybe you know them.
1: Uh, no, I think we're going to have to look some of these up.
0: Okay. Because I remember glancing over that and being like, who the hell are these guys? I know most of them. I think I'm, I'm lost on two of them. Uh, but okay. So uh, we're going to start at the bottom here. I'm assuming this is, this is a tough one. I don't know if these are properly seated, James, but I appreciate the effort. Uh, so the first one is Wade Wilson, a.k.a. Deadpool, versus Russell Wilson.
1: Right. So, I mean, obviously, it's not like in a fight to the death because right. I think, uh, Wade Wilson wins that one. Right. I mean, is the promise just like, premise just like all around best or all like advancing best. Wilsondom? Okay, or... Okay. So we
0: need to put some criteria here for this. Right. Uh, obviously, hair color is a criteria. Um, awesomeness, general awesomeness. Right. Style points. Um, and. Uh wild card. Wild card. Okay, so we got hair color, general awesomeness, style points, and wild card. So let's let's go through this with uh with Wade Wilson here. So hair color, unknown, is he bald, I think? I think he's got a shaved head. Uh
1: not in the X Men movie I saw. He looked a lot like Ryan Reynolds. Well
0: yeah, but that was before they deadpooled him. <laughs> That's true. Uh okay, so but general awesomeness pretty high.
1: Yeah, I like him a lot.
0: Style points high as well, very high. And wild card super high because he breaks the fourth wall.
1: Mm, I'm giving him zero on wild card.
0: Okay, why? Because wild
1: card is counting against him because he's not really a Wilson. Oh, and he's not advancing Wilsondom in any way. So he's that, a Deadpool yeah, because yeah. he goes by Dead. He chooses to go by Deadpool when he has one of the, if not the greatest last name ever.
0: So, I like this. It's
1: going to bite him.
0: I think that instead of wild card, we should look at (laughs) Wilson-ness. Yeah, Wilson-ness. And he, yeah, he basically pitches a a zero on that. Right. Uh, And then Russell Wilson, black hair, not red, so doesn't get any points there. Uh,
1: (laughs) No, uh, but he does get points for his hair because he grew it out this
0: season. He did grow it out, and he single-handedly brought back the jerry curl. Yeah, the jerry curl mullet, which is a good look. Good look. Good look, Wilson. Okay, so he gets points there. He gets uh, awesomeness. Uh, he's just plain awesome. Ten out of ten, yeah. Ten out of ten there. Um, uh, style points.
1: I think he's got style points. Running around the field, he got uh... mentioned in a uh, uh, what's that rapper Eminem song?
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I, I'm gonna give him a nine because he did fumble in that game against the Forty ers Not very <laughs> stylish. Uh, but the Wilson this ten out of ten. He moves on, I think.
1: Yeah, Russell Wilson defeats. Wade Wilson, a.k.a. Deadpool, mostly because of the a.k.a. part, mostly. I think.
0: Yeah. All right, so uh, uh, up next we got Luke Wilson versus Owen Wilson, the Wilson brothers. Classic grudge match. Yeah. Uh, so they basically, I think, fall pretty similarly on all categories except for hair color. So Luke is brown hair, Owen is blonde hair, but I don't think it's real blonde hair. You don't think so? I don't know. Maybe it is. Hmm. And I think just because of that, I think Luke Wilson moves on.
1: I'm okay with Luke Wilson. Also, Luke Wilson could double as Luke Wilson in two L's. There you go. Tight end, CLC Hawks.
0: Yeah. Go uh Wilson the Wilson, my favorite hookup. All right. Up next, we got Mr. Wilson from Dennis the Menace, famously played by uh, uh Walter Matthau in the Dennis the Menace 90s remake. Uh, versus Wilson's Syndrome. Do you know what Wilson's Syndrome is? No, let's look this one up. Apparently it's Wilson's disease. It's a... a Herpetacular degeneration is an eye disease in which copper accumulates in tissues. Whew. Neurological or psychiatric (laughs) symptoms and liver disease. Oh my. Okay, so that loses on hair color and a general awesomeness. (laughs) I think that uh, by default, Mr. Wilson moves on.
1: Mm-hmm. He he also scores big points in Wilsondom
0: because
1: oh, yeah. I my whole life have been plagued by the whole Mr. Wilson thing. Mm-hmm. Like Mr. Wilson, it's true. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but it definitely is associated
0: with the name. That's true. All right, uh, and and yeah, and, and do, does anybody know what Mr. Wilson's first name is? No. I think he gets an eleven point. out of ten on the one. Yeah, he show. sacrificed his first name. Right. Alright, up next we got Woodrow Wilson versus Jackie Wilson. Woodrow Wilson, uh victor of the First World War, uh as president. Jackie Wilson, famous R and B singer, most famous hit. Uh uh Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher. Great song. Uh, I don't know if I'm familiar. Your love lifting me higher. Oh, than I ever been lifted before. So keep it up. Does that does that rattle your memory there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Shook something loose.
0: I think that as often as awesome as that song is, and it, it was the second song that I played at my wedding. So good. Uh Woodrow Wilson, I think, takes the cake here. I just agree. for winning the first world war,
1: winning the first world war, and only president named Wilson. So. Getting getting that's Wilson true. in the name of American presidential presidents.
0: Yes. So that that's big points there. Okay. Uh up next we have <laughs> we have uh 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 Brian Wilson, who is the uh, the brains behind the beach boys. Uh huh. Versus Wilson's spiny mouse, which is a species of rodent in the family Muridae. It is found in Ethiopia, Kenya, Somalia, Sudan. Tanzania and Uganda, its natural habitats are dry savanna, tropical or subtropical, dry shrubland, and rocky areas.
1: <laughs>
0: so, that mouse versus Brian Wilson.
1: Yeah, Um. as much as I like the mouse, mm-hmm. I'm going with Brian Wilson on this one just because of the, like, colonialism aspect of naming the mouse Yeah. after a white guy, probably,
0: presumably. I, I don't know, but... Presumably. Presumably a white pasty redhead. Right. <laughs> like As like, all Wilsons are. Like me. Okay. <laughs> uh, up next, we got Wilson from Home Improvements. Wilson Wilson. So that's a man who doubled down. I believe his name is Wilson Wilson Wilson. Oh, I
1: think you're right.
0: Versus Mookie Wilson, baseball player for the Mets. Jesse, I think I know which way you're going for this yeah, one.
1: Yeah, we gotta go to... I, I call him Tri-Dub.
0: Yeah, Wilson Wilson Wilson. He brought the Wilson hard. Right. <laughs> About as hard as possible. Yeah. Up next we got Wilson Phillips, the uh, famous three-person uh lady singing group from the early 90s versus Rain Wilson, Dwight on the Office and Seattle Native.
1: I don't know. I think I might have to defer to your judgment on this one. What do you think?
0: It's a little tough because Wilson Phillips was one of the only tapes that our family owned as a child. So I got a lot of Wilson Phillips on family road trips. Not to mention Wilson Phillips is made up of Brian Wilson's daughter. Brian Wilson has already moved on in this competition. However, wow. I've not met Ra- I haven't met Wilson Phillips and I have met Rain Wilson. See, I believe episode twenty six of the Personal Arrogance podcast for my interview with Rain Wilson. And when I met him, he was wearing a Mariner's hat. I gotta give it to Rain. Wow. Hometown Hero. Hometown Hero Rain Wilson. Okay, and then finally we got Personal Arrogance Jesse Wilson versus Uh oh. Uh, the other pasty redhead, Wilson, the volleyball from uh, Castaway. <laughs> as much as
1: it pains me to say it, I mean that Wilson takes Wilsondom up to like a twenty. He does. The one of the most memorable lines from that movie is uh, the protagonist just screaming Wilson. Yeah,
0: and it and it almost makes you cry. Plus, he's got the branding behind him. Right. I gotta give this one to the volleyball. Okay, cool. We're, okay, we're gonna, uh, we got the f- final four here. We're gonna speed through this. We got, uh, Russell Wilson versus Luke Wilson. I think Russell takes the cake there. Yeah. We got Mr. Wilson from Dennis and versus Woodrow Wilson. Woody. Woodrow, okay. We got, uh, Brian Wilson versus tri- Tri-Dubs. Tri-Dubs. <laughs> yeah. And then Rain Wilson versus the volleyball. I think the volleyball wins out volleyball. there. volleyball, yeah. Okay. This is the big one. Oh, I guess this is the final four. <laughs> Russell Wilson versus Woodrow Wilson.
1: Ooh, this is so
0: tough. Yeah. I got
1: so much invested in this. My heart is telling me Woodrow.
0: What really? do you think? I'm, my heart's leaning uh, to the only second, I guess not the only second, year. the only second year quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl for the Seahawks. But are we being too biased? I mean, we have a, we have an established legacy versus the beginning of a legacy. I think you gotta go established here with Woodrow Wilson in the glasses. I'll, yeah, I'll take it. Okay. Um, and then we got Good the, effort, vo- though, buddy, Russell. Oh, this is, this is, this, I think this is the battle of the tournament. The volleyball versus tri dubs. Wilson, Wilson, Wilson from home improvement. Oh, <sighs> wow. This is too close to home for me. It's rough.
1: I'm give, my instinct is try dub
0: My instinct is Tri-Dub as well, and it's tough because the volleyball may be the most prolific Wilson of all time, but Tri-Dub brings it so hard and then <laughs> also gives you a nice morality lesson at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Home Improvement, so many people watched that.
0: Right. That was a and- seminal sitcom of our childhood. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, he played such a key figure.
0: Yeah. Every episode, the he, voice of reason. He shed a air of mystery over the entire Wilsondom. Right. Alright, dude. I think we're giving it to Wilson, Wilson, Wilson. Mm-hmm. Alright, so Tri Dubs versus Championship Wood- round. Tri versus Woodrow for the championship, and I gotta give it to Tri Dubs. I'm thinking Woody. <sighs> wow. All right. Mm. It's a dead heat. Only the listeners can decide. Only the listeners can decide. All right, listeners, you got to weigh in on this. Who is winning? Wilson, Wilson, Wilson from Home Improvement versus Woodrow Wilson, President of the United States and winner of World War One. The Wilson battle is in your hands. Jesse getting knocked off in the first round, but he had such a tough competition there. Uh, I
1: mean, who I, who could I have even beat on that? I, I'm not sure.
0: Uh, you would have beat Mookie. Yeah. <laughs> I might have beat the mouse. You yeah. would have beat Wilson syndrome. I might have beat the disease. Yeah, but uh, maybe, maybe, maybe Owen. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Definitely not Wilson Phillips. Okay, Jesse. <laughs> uh, so that's the Wilson battle, guys. Please uh, get in touch with us. Let us know on our Facebook page or uh, by emailing us at com or give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Three six zero. Three six two zero zero two four, and let us know which Wilson wins and why it is Woodrow Wilson WW versus Wilson 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 WWW just go to www.wwv <laughs> <laughs> www.
1: <laughs> we got the rare.w domain yeah, so I'm pretty excited that. about that
0: it's a new domain it's run by George W. Bush <laughs> All right, just, go. Jesse, what's your Tapo?
1: I got some cool animal news that might fall under science. Woo! If today we're able to create a two-headed dog with six legs, is it possible that
0: a similar creature existed thousands of years ago? And I say yes. Great stuff.
1: Great stuff. <laughs> So, so, I feel like animals are just getting cooler every day. Yeah, dude. Like, octopi are getting, like, smarter and, uh, more savvy and cool and, you know. Uh,
0: <laughs> just every day. Apes and stuff. More hipster octopi are, are <laughs> infiltrating the oceans. So, the hip animal of this week
1: mm. is, uh, Asian elephants. Oh, yeah. Because, re- Researchers in Thailand have found that when an asian elephant an, uh, when an Asian elephant can tell that another one is in distress, so when it could be like, "Hey, buddy, uh what's wrong?" yeah, it reaches a stressed out friend by touching it and talking to it Awesome. So, the study looked at 26 captive elephants in Thailand over the course of one year, and because stressful situations can't be staged exactly,
0: that's debatable. <laughs> I, they, said... are, they are captive elephants. I think <laughs> that they're probably yeah. always stressed out.
1: They're always pretty stressed out. Yeah. Uh, researchers spent between 30 and 180 minutes a day watching the elephant's behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the occasional s- a stressful situation would arise, the scientists noticed elephants showed clear signs of distress such so as right. flaring their ears and roaring. So um, once a nearby elephant caught wind of their companion's <laughs> anxiety, the <laughs> observers saw uh, they would adopt that same emotion, just like humans do. So elephant A gets stressed out, then elephant B sees stressed out elephant, and is like, ugh, that stresses me out. So after mimicking their fear, uh, researchers saw that elephants move closer to one another Cress one another with their trunks and chirp reassuringly. Mm. So uh, they're saying it's something like how you might uh, console a baby and like rock it and go shh. You know, it's okay. Hush, hush, hush.
0: <laughs>
1: and elephants are doing this to each other because they're elephant
0: bros. Yeah, they, they don't have empathy, they have elephant. Yeah, that just rolls off the trunk. Right off the <laughs>
1: I don't know if that deserved that kind of. That was response. good.
0: I loved it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I love it, man. And elephants, you know, in the wild, uh, in the African savannah, it has been shown that elephants hold funerals for other elephants when they die. Mm-hmm. And they can, like, talk over long distances. Yeah. Well, because so, they've learned how to use cell phones.
1: Yeah. And paint.
0: Mm hmm. No, oh, yeah, they I feel paint like, like crazy. Elephants
1: elephants are creeping up on dolphins when when people are like, they're the second smartest animal on earth. <laughs> I, I, I kind of think
0: elephants are smarter than
1: dolphins.
0: So this is a big, uh, this is a big question in my mind. So, I mean, we've, and we talked about this so much before, you know, with, with the, with the blackfish, talking about the orca whales, uh, mm-hmm. talking about dolphins, talking about cuttlefish, talking, and now talking about elephants. How I, it's this crazy to me that like we can't, like, humans are so emotional. They're emotion, we're emotional to the point where our emotions are a problem for us a lot of times. Yeah, certainly. But like, at least we can express things and like talk to ourselves and be like, okay, this situation is very stressful, but what, you know, we just gotta take a deep breath and, you know, get through it or talk to each other. You know, can talking we, is so, such a big Can part we of what really
1: we do. though? Well.
0: I feel like a lot of people, that's their problem is that they can't. <laughs> They don't have a
1: buddy who puts their trunk on them and chirps.
0: Well, but that's, this is the crazy thing. Like, it's, this behavior seems to be more, um, it seems to be more endemic than we, than we give animals credit for. Right. And like, it, it, what it shows to me, at least, and you know, this is just the layman's opinion here is that, uh, these are traits that go back much further than, uh, yeah. Humans, you know, walking upright—they
1: go back to the whatever the common ancestor between us and dolphins. That—that mm-hmm. that is when those sort of things start <laughs> to develop.
0: Yeah, like you know, hug just the act of hugging people, right? Like hugging is in itself kind of a weird activity, but we do it because it's comforting. Because it 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 it, it um, fulfills some kind of animal instinct, really. Right. These are yeah. things that we think of as as strictly human, but I think that these things go back a lot further than than uh you know what what we initially think that that they do.
1: Yeah. I always think that's weird. Like I have eyeballs. Uh-huh. And like a fish has eyeballs, right? Mhm. And it's not like humans and fish independently evolved eyeballs. (laughs) So if you go back far enough, there's like a common ancestor of humans and fish (laughs) that had eyeballs. Just a couple of eyeballs, and then we we like spread out, you know, from there on. And then like, yeah, well, eyeballs were like we have four limbs the same way like a naked mole rat has four limbs. So if you go back far enough, there's a common ancestor that. You know, went one way and ended up being naked mole rats, and went another way, and ended up being naked apes.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I love naked apes. That's like a great name for humans.
1: Yeah, um, that's not, that's not an original.
0: Oh, it's not a J- JW original.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, Woodrow Wilson, I think, coined that one. I, okay.
0: I thought I heard it on Home Improvement, but.
1: Mm, I always get those mixed up.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, if you think about it, like, eyes are such an evolutionary advantage.
1: Right. To be right. able
0: to have visual on the world around you that correlates to your touch. Right? Yeah. So you're like, Oh, okay. So I can see this and then I can touch it, which means that I can, I, I can see what I'm touching. Like eyeballs are like the craziest thing. Oh they're
1: insane man. So like at some point there was like uh, there must have just been like super sensitive parts of the skin that could mm-hmm. f- kind of see like light versus darkness. Yeah. And those have to be so uh perceptive that you know we can just see light bouncing off of something and turn it into color and then process that. Right. We're we're just seeing like uh like light Bouncing around, and it bounces off of our eyeballs, and then it becomes a
0: vision. Well, this is—I mean, any any sense is crazy when you really think about it. It I mean, ears are the craziest thing to me. Yeah, like ears are basically just—you're able to interpret vibrations vibrations stuck in there in a way that your brain then translates into sound, and and the whole vast array of sound around you is just like little membranes that that uh understand vibrations, and then transmit them to your brain in a way that separates them from signals, say, that you see with your eyes.
1: Well, what about <laughs> smell, though? Like, little yeah. particles of things land in my nose, right. and then, like, that somehow neurochemically gets
0: translated to me in a way <laughs> where I'm like, oh, cookies! Yeah, exactly. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And, like, really all of it goes to a part of your brain where that, that recognizes memory, you know it, like yeah. part of the thing that uh you know when i was going through my my post high school uh getting uh trying to understand and expand my mind a little bit phase <laughs> uh i you was can like just drugs uh, yeah i was like i was just like man like why do we dream or like why do, how why do we have like drugs that make us hallucinate right but if you think about it you have to be able to visualize that's the way your body works like we don't just remember something by remembering words. In fact, it's very difficult for us to remember just words. Mm-hmm. But if you can remember, associate a smell or a something you see or something you feel, like the feeling of sandpaper, uh-huh. or like you know the, the example I always give is like to our listeners, like think of a draft. So you could see a draft. You can right. see a giraffe, you can see its feet, you can go all the way up its legs, you can go all the way up its neck, you can look, so imagine what its fur looks like, imagine what its mouth looks like, imagine it eating something. You're seeing all of this, but you're not actually seeing it, but you have this visual part of your memory that's, that's, you know, grabbing that. Right. Uh, so it all kind of goes to the center of the brain that stores that information in a way that you can recall it without actually mm. seeing it, which is... In the form of just like electrons
1: bouncing around your brain. Yeah. It's just all crazy, man. It's cray-cray. It is really crazy.
0: So anyway, elephants. Yeah, elephants are cool. Elephants are sweet, man. And, uh, you know, this This actually falls right in line with the new initiative that I'm doing. And it kind of goes along with what we had talked about last week. In fact, I started after our podcast last week after our social commentary section (laughs) of, like, all of these terrible Facebook posts (laughs) and, like, hate-watching stuff. Right. I decided I'm just going to put something up on Facebook every day. That is completely non controversial. <laughs> that is educational. That is interesting. And that, yeah. uh, it's just something there for everybody. It's so like I, the stuff you should know of Facebook posts. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, it's even less than that because I don't even do any commentary. Right. So all I do, so I, I've been doing this thing called Eric's Animal of the Day. Every day I pick an animal. I post. The name of the animal and a picture of the animal. And then in the comments, I, I link to the Wikipedia page for that animal. And that's it. And it's gotten like a great response so far. <laughs> People love it. We've done, uh, we've done, we started off with the, what do we start off with? Oh, the, the, uh, poison dart frog from South America. Right. Then we went, then we went to the cuttlefish. Then, uh, we went to the, I did cuttlefish for Valentine's Day. Uh, Good, good one. Cuddle up to the cuttlefish. Yesterday we did the Japanese macaque, which is the those uh, monkeys that go in the wa- in the hot springs. And today we did the African wild dog.
1: Did you know? I always thought that like they evolved near hot springs or whatever. Mm But those are like the, it was a tourist thing, and the monkeys moved in.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the crazy thing about the the Japanese macaques is that they actually had they also had um, an experiment where they would give them sweet potatoes. And like, there was one monkey who would take the sweet potato and instead of just eating it or dusting it off, mm-hmm. would wash it off in the wash water. It. Right. And then in fresh water and then take it into salt water and dip it into salt water to season it and then eat it. And that's just awesome. one monkey. And then within two generations, every single monkey, uh, also did the same thing when they gave them sweet potatoes.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, basically every invention in the history of humanity is tangentially related to eating. mm -hmm. It's about eating, or killing something to eat, or cooking things, or living a lifestyle that gives you more time to eat, or living a lifestyle where you have more money to buy food. Exactly.
0: It's all (laughs) about eating. It really is,
1: man. Oh, that, that foie gras. But the other cool thing about those Japanese monkeys is that uh, after they started moving in on the tourist destination hot tubs, they built hot tubs just for the monkeys.
0: Yeah, because it was actually more of a tourism thing than there were hot tubs originally were.
1: (laughs) Yeah, come watch the hot tub and monkeys. Also, we got human hot tubs
0: for you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, man, I I freaking love it. I I love it.
1: You can't just stand around watching those. (laughs) monkeys in hot tubs before you're like man I wish I was in a hot tub you can't
0: it's like going like you can't go to like whenever I go to the pool with my clothes on I'm like why did I wear my clothes (laughs) how
1: what like if you're at a
0: hotel and you're like oh I'll just come sit by the pool everybody's going to the pool I don't really feel like (laughs) swimming I'm just gonna go sit by the pool in my clothes I go I sit and within two minutes I'm like I should have brought my swimsuit
1: yeah I know myself well enough that I'm like I'll get in
0: my trunks but I don't think I'm gonna swim right and then like two seconds. Yeah. Into the eh, I'm getting in. <laughs> that's that's, a, so that's exactly the trade I thought that went through the Japanese macaques when they first got there. <laughs> it looks okay, but I don't really want to get wet. I'm just gonna I'm watch. yeah, eh, screw it, I'll jump it. So anyway, Eric's Animal of the Day for my friends on Facebook. Yeah, look forward I've been to enjoying that. It. All right, man. We'll uh, also look forward to what's happening on ballmove.com, guys. So much stuff is crazy blowing up on ballmove.com, okay. So, first of all, Aaron and Jim spent all weekend binge watching slash binge casting every episode of the new season of House of Cards. 13 episodes. The, the show dropped on Friday. They've already got the whole season covered for you on baldmove.com. So check that out. Um, of course, uh, Watching Dead is on right now. Uh, they just put up the episode, uh, for, uh, for inmates. The most recent episode of, of Watching Dead is up there. Up Years Downstairs is happening. Um, and, uh, they're covering Downton Abbey, of course. And then the Because So Ladies, uh, are, are blowing it up as well. Guys, so much stuff going on at baldmove.com. Also want to remind you that, uh, we are going to have, be having the Bald Move meetup coming up very soon, March 1st at seven o'clock at Stone Brewing Company in San Diego, California. Uh, we are going to be there. It is me. It is Aaron. It is Jim. It is Jerilyn. It is Susan. It is Amy from the Bald Move Network. We're all going to be yeah. there. You should be there too. Uh, so, uh, so be sure to RSVP on our Facebook page so that we know you're coming and we'll have a seat for you. Uh, and then you can always get in touch with us guys. We, uh, are of course, as mentioned before, on Gmail, on the, on the Gmail, personalregards at gmail.com. Uh, you can, uh, give us a call, leave us a voicemail at 360-362-0024. We are on Twitter at personal podcast. We are on. The Ball Move Facebook page and the Personal Arrogance Facebook page, like us on both to get all of the info. Um, and then, of course, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us out a ton. If you do that, it moves us up on those iTunes rankings. Um, and uh, if you want to support the show, that's a great way to do it. And of course, if you can't do any of that, just tell a friend, guys. Spread the word and make this Personal Arrogance community a little bit bigger. Um, speaking of that, uh, each week we go on Facebook and we post that we are recording and ask you what you would like us to talk about in a little segment we call the Facebook Roundup. We got a good response this week, so let's pour through them. Uh, first of all, Joe says, why is luck so much better than Wilson's smiley face? It's in the name. I guess so. It's, it's hard to
1: beat that for a name in well, the
0: NFL. I mean, Wilson is an amazing last name, but sometimes you luck into a name.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there you, go. There you it, go. It also lends its, itself to headlines really well. Mm-hmm. Like if he gets injured and is out for the season, out of luck.
0: <laughs> you know, or like if he uh, does something amazing, like he did in the playoffs against the Chiefs, you could say stroke of luck. Uh huh, lucky shot. Yep. There's all sorts
1: of good stuff there for the lucky headlines. strike. Lucky strike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, but he he stages a single player walkout on the
0: NFL. <laughs> Perfect. I hope uh, it's called Boeing. Chris says, "Did Jesse try Hearthstone yet? I'm so addicted right now. Jesse, what do you think of Hearthstone?" All right, let's talk about this. All right. I'm playing it a lot? Uh-huh. At first I didn't like it.
1: And I think the reason I didn't like it was cuz I was playing it and being like this isn't magic. Mhm. And I wanted to be like playing magic. I was also getting a little bit of like Neuro linguistic confusion or something because I I'd be like well I'll leave these I don't need to attack because I don't want to tap these guys right. out leave them for blocking yeah. so I can defend my guys like oh wait they can just go around me right. but the more I play the more I'm actually liking it for what it is itself uh-huh and um I'm starting to finally like get my deck where I want it and I started playing it online I'm not I'm like I'm not doing well playing against other players but I've had a have gotten a couple of wins yeah and I I didn't realize you get rewarded with gold pretty easily that you can use on packs yeah. or playing in the arena and stuff. So I I'm actually really enjoying it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean the free to play thing, dude. I haven't spent a dime yet, and I've put a couple more hours into it. Yeah, um, I
1: haven't spent a dime. I've I've played it a lot today. Yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm kind of into it. I was expecting to hate it, but I just kept playing, and the more I played,
0: I more the more I like it. What class are you playing with your deck? mage yeah i'm playing mage too i've unlocked all the decks but i'm i'm dabbling in hunter i'm dabbling in hunter but my mage deck is pretty strong so
1: i just like that would be the one i would select anyway because i like control decks yeah like in check you know the mage is totally the blue deck
0: yeah that's why i play mage with taunt with like a taunt centric deck that's pretty yeah
1: I did that, too. I've kind of gotten away from that in favor of, like, getting the magicians out there to have more powerful spells.
0: Right. Which is fun. Anyway, pretty good game, guys. It's free. If you haven't tried it, try it. Uh, Robert says, favorite Winter Olympic sport? I like downhill skiing. Those guys get up to 80 miles an hour. New slope style snowboarding is cool, too. Uh, I don't think you can beat biathlon.
1: Yeah, biathlon's tough. Curling, awesome. Hockey, I was watching the Finland-Canada game. Loved it. Uh, Tasha and I were watching The Skeleton.
0: Oh, yeah. Which is
1: a crazy sport.
0: I think it looks awesome, dude.
1: Yeah, it is awesome. But they go, like, 60.
0: Yeah, they're going fast.
1: That's so fast with your face
0: just right there by the ice. Right. Well, you don't put your face down. It's fine. Yeah. Try I don't know. To- we were watching bobsledding last night, and I was like, I think that if I could do any sport, I feel like I could do bobsledding. <laughs> Because you, yeah. like, there's a, there's a,
1: streamlined.
0: there's a, there's a position in bobsledding called the brake man, and mm-hmm. you basically just gotta be a big dude at the back of the, uh, bobsled and you just run as fast as you can, then you get in the bobsled and then you just keep your head down until it's over, and then you hit the right. brakes. I feel like I could do that. They just need big dudes. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know what I could do. Uh, th- th- ice dancing? Yeah. Probably Uh, Aaron says, or Aaron, or I can't even say Aaron any, Aaron, (laughs) Aaron has screwed up this name for me. Aaron says, okay, so a few weeks ago, you guys were trying to remember the whole get off my back thing and how it originated. For some reason, my stupid brain remembers random things like this. It was Josh from Texas returning a voicemail to you guys because his previous voicemail was hard to hear because he was driving with the windows down and he called back to explain he then ended his voicemail in the infamous phrase sorry if that was long or pointless, but it's been bugging me ever since you guys were discussing it and I had to just put it out there. Anyway, congrats on the Super Bowl, stay arrogant, and of course get off my back. Aaron Thank you. I think I need you for my uh Geeks Who Drink Bowl team if you remember <laughs> stuff like that. You the got, ultimate trivia. You right got a there. velcro brain, my friend. Uh David says Uh, because I really enjoy the topics you tend to talk about and at work can listen to the radio. In my case, I listen to podcasts. Therefore, I decided to start listening back through your catalog of your podcasts on the most... or on the Apple Podcast app. The first episode you can listen to is 106. When you guys first joined Bald Move, where can I find the previous 105 if they still exist? Uh, Also interested in a personal arrogance, fantasy baseball league, if anybody does that. Thank you, guys. Keep up the great podcast. You can actually go to either... PersonalArrogance.podbean.com to a- access those e- back episodes, or you can go to PersonalArrogance.com and all the episodes are on there as well. Um, so if you want the back catalog, there it is. We don't recommend it. Uh, Rob says, <laughs> "Is there a job for me in the Great Northwest?" Rob's looking for a new job. Yeah, if you work for Amazon, there definitely is. Mammoth, yeah, do mammoth uh, archaeologists. Big thing going there. It um, might be a <laughs> yeah. Nintendo park in downtown Seattle.
1: There are a lot of people that work at Nintendo in Bellevue. Yeah, that's
0: true. Nintendo America is located, uh, located here in the Seattle and area. And they're doing all right. <laughs> oh, God. They're looking the hire. <laughs> uh Jonathan says, Jesse, I know you mentioned you listen to Bill Burr's podcast. I wanted to know what you thought about him always shitting all over Seattle in the 12th man. Do you guys think the Twelfth Man is overrated? I personally like it, but then again, Bill Burr is the is one angry ginger, also one angry ginger of the year. (laughs) Podcast, Jesse, what do you think of this Bill Burr Twelfth Man hate?
1: Yeah, he hates on the Twelfth Man, but I understand it. It's fine. I I still like the Twelfth Man thing. I thought it was a little hokey at first, Mm -hmm. but then I learned about like the tradition behind it, and I I still think it's cool. One thing he does hate on is like um. The people who dress up and go to the stadium, it like happened at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. People were wearing like crazy costumes and suits. I like the Hulk guy because the Hulk guy is always there. Right. Even when the Hawks are doing bad. yeah. But I don't like the whole dressing up in a crazy costume to go watch the Seahawks play. And he, he likened it to the black hole of the Raiders. And I was like, ooh, that, that stings.
0: <laughs> that stings. Well, but isn't, isn't he from Boston? Yeah. Okay, Boston sports fans cannot bitch about any other sports fans.
1: Well, he makes fun of, like, the whole Sweet Caroline thing. He makes he makes fun of everything, and that's that's the thing. He's, <laughs> he's he's just spreading it around. I'm
0: okay with it. All right, well, JM says, I'm running a few weeks behind, so you guys might have mentioned this already, but are there any plans for a ball move fantasy baseball league? Apparently this is big. <laughs> <Well>, our- <laughs> he have got a copy of ball- Baseball Prospectus, and I'm working on my draft order. We are not doing an official baseball league. I'm not going to commission a baseball league. But if one of our listeners would like to set up a personal arrogance baseball, uh, baseball league, <laughs> baseball <laughs> league. <laughs> baseball's I, a painful sport. Yeah. I will join it and, uh, and whoever sets it up can commission I'm just not going to commission it because fantasy baseball is just uh, too time consuming to, to commission. But if somebody wants to commission a league, I will join it and then we'll open it up to our listeners. Just want to put that out there. Uh, Matt says further investigation. <laughs> this is great yeah canadian breakfast after minutes upon minutes of research on urban dictionary i have narrowed down the definitions of the canadian breakfast that you could possibly be responsible for <laughs> it either involves a moose and some yogurt or a headstand along with the beer left out the other stuff as this is a family show sort of so which one is it matt first of all great sleuthing
1: you are correct
0: there you have you have narrowed it down we are we are included in those two. There are five definitions for Canadian breakfast on Urban Dictionary, and he picked two of them, and we are included.
1: I wonder what excluded us from the other ones. I don't
0: know. I read through them. I think that they were just too generic. Ah. These two were very specific. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if, I mean, it, he did the work, right? Yeah. Let's it's just the say beer one. it's the one that includes beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and good on you, Matt. Good follow up there. <laughs> Uh James says uh, what did you do to honor international pang pang pangolin day apparently the pangolin it's like an armadillo type creature that resides in Africa and Asia I call it the Wilson lizard well I think that I I didn't do anything to celebrate it but I think that the pangolin might be coming up very soon on Eric's animal of the day sweet and uh finally Michael says oh, he wants us to take a picture of our podcasting. That's personal. That's personal, Michael. <laughs> personal arrogance. Personal arrogance, getting it all out there. Guys, thank you so much once again. Uh find us on our Facebook page. We we have our personal arrogance Facebook page. We have a pretty robust little community coming along here. So uh join it and uh be a part of the Facebook roundup. Uh now Jesse's time for some recos and call it a cast. What do you say? Yeah, um let's do it. What's My per- first recommendation we got to it
1: earlier, but stuff you should know. It's still a really fantastic podcast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can learn. You can get a little it. bit smarter
0: every time you listen. And it's like thirty minutes long. Yeah,
1: it's my favorite one to listen to, like on on road trips and stuff. Like yeah. when I'm driving to Bremerton or whatever.
0: Good on you. I'm gonna give this one to. I believe that the thing is called "The Price of Gold," uh, but it's the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan. Oh, a uh, documentary on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix just recommended that one to me. It's so good, and it is also uh you. You really hate Tanya Harding coming out of it. They're like <laughs> I was talking about this to my sister. Who's the last one night.
1: that committed the crime?
0: Okay, so Tanya Harding's husband, husband's friend, hired a hitman to carry out the crime. Yeah. Her husband's friend. Her husband's friend. Why did the friend do it? Because they needed to separate it. Oh, okay. it wasn't like this person's idea. It, well, she
1: went to her husband. Her husband went to the friend, and yeah. the friend hired the hitman. That's
0: that's what. That's the most likely scenario. That's not confirmed. And Tom did she Tanya, ever like
1: do jail time over this? She got anything? three
0: years probation for inhibiting the investigation. She never got had any conviction. Uh, that dealt directly with the crime, only covering up the investigation. Weird. But you just watch her and she is the most villainous villain. Like, it's just like watching an evil person. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, gonna have to watch this. It's, it's, it's crazy. And I, and I vividly remember watching, cause like, as mentioned on the last podcast, like my family, we, we watched figure skating. Like, my mom watched it religiously. So I watched a ton of figure skating when I was a kid. And I remember vividly, Watching it live and watching Nancy Kerrigan and her knee get all bashed. Um, Wait, you you saw it, her get hit? No, you didn't see her get hit. But they they had the camera on her right after it happened. She's like moaning on the ground because it's you know it's a sports broadcast. So if people have where an did inter- it happen? Uh, it happened at, at the, the U- rank? Yeah, it happened at the U.S. Championships.
1: That's so right before crazy. she was going
0: to go out to do her program. She was wearing her like leotard and her tights, like she was wearing her costume.
1: And they and, thought they would get away with it? They're a bunch of dum-dums. This is, I'm going to have to watch this. It's a.
0: Ama- it's an amazing documentary. And if you don't come out hating Tanya Harding after this, then uh, you need an elephant to wrap around your shoulder and tell you what empathy means. <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> do you have a psycho record, Jesse? I do have a psycho. I actually, I forgot, I'm going to have a third one. But first, Ooh. I want to tell you about Rosavina Pottery. That's my first recommendation, mm-hmm. or second. Um... If you go to Etsy and type in R-O-S-E space A-V-E-N-A, you can buy my wife's sweet pottery. It's all handmade by her on the wheel, glazed by her, and fired up in the kiln in our house. And it's a great way to buy some cool handmade pottery, and it helps us out a little bit. Do or me. It doesn't help out Eric, but... It helps out the podcast right.
0: collectively, because I think that, uh, you know, what helps one helps all.
1: Totally. One hand helps the other.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: But my uh, my next one is another documentary. I f- forgot about it until we we're talking about Netflix documentaries. Life two point Have you seen this one?
0: It's the one about Second Life.
1: Yeah, it's about yeah. Second Life. It's really fascinating. I know. It follows. Did you watch it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It, it follows three couple or like three groups of people, like uh, a married, a couple who are they're married to other people right. and meet on Second Life. And then you follow how that kind of works. And then this guy who plays a little girl and is kind of using it as a almost therapeutic thing to deal with, you know, issues from his past. And then a woman who sells items that she's made on Second Life. And then uh someone is stealing her business. And it, it's really <laughs> fascinating. Totally worth watching. That's
0: Life 2.0. Pretty crazy. Uh and then uh, my second echo this week is going to be, you know, The Hobbit de- Desolation of Smog. If you haven't seen it, see it. I think I gave it, I, you know, I think it's a see it. Like I <laughs> said, it's a Lord of the Rings one, but it also goes, I, since you did three, I'm going to do three. My third one oh. is Dungeons and Dragons 3.5. Uh, <laughs> oh, you've def- been digging in it, huh? The definitive edition. We are going to be starting up a campaign very soon. I'm excited. I have my character. I'm very excited. I love that I love where my character is at. Uh I feel like I have a personal connection to him already and we haven't even rolled the dice yet on this particular campaign. So, Jesse's going to be DMing it. I'm going to be playing it along with some other bald movers and I'm very very excited about it. So, uh if you haven't played Dungeons and Dragons, find somebody who is who is DM 3.5 and play 3.5. It's the best yeah, don't edition. Don't play
1: 4. Don't play 4. Four is garbage on
0: ice 3.5 baby
1: all right garbage on ice could also be the name of the documentary <laughs> that's true
0: <laughs> no it's like there's this fascinating thing about tanya harding is that you know she was kind of like the trailer trash you know in in quotation marks so nancy
1: uh, was the one that got hit
0: yeah and she was like the ice princess and tanya harding was like she was like really athletic, but then she was also came from very, very humble beginnings. They like show a home video of her house, uh, before, uh, you know, when she was a child. And it's, it's depressing. It's mm. real depressing. It's like, it almost looks like a hoarder house. Um, oh no.
1: God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this. What? I might watch it tonight. And like,
0: this is the invi- So it talks about Tanya Harding, like how she grew up in like an abusive home and then she married an abusive husband. And it's oh, like, and all, an, like it's just, there's so many layers to this thing. But she's also a dirty liar. She's just a terrible <laughs> liar. Anyway, <laughs> you gotta watch this documentary. It's hard not to have an opinion after you watch it.
1: And it's called Garbage on Ice.
0: Garbage on Ice. Okay. Um, well, I think that's the show, man. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's spank it on the bottom and uh, send it on its way. Uh, listener, thank you so much. Uh, please stay in touch. gmail.com 360-362-0024. And until next time, remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, please stay, stay Arrogant. arrogant.
1: Woo, woo, woo,